Today we discuss two Islanders players who have been major reasons why the team has played better as of late. Plus we have a full preview of tonight's vital game against the Buffalo Sabres. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. want to thank everyone for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic maybe that you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join me for some instant insight and analysis, and... Hey, it's always great to interact with fellow Islanders fans, game time or any time. So reach out on Twitter. You can reach out on uh, certainly by email, and you can make comments on our YouTube page as well. I wanted to start today's show off by discussing two players who maybe haven't been making a lot of headlines, but I think have very much played an important role in the Islanders' recent success. And, you know, the team is, what, 7-3-3 in their last 13 games. And it's not just the win-loss record. It's that, with the exception of the very difficult game against Boston, and look, the Bruins by far right now, record-wise, the best team in the league and you know, they've got arguably the best goalie in the league, although Ilya Sorokin may have some objections to that. You know, they're what, like second in goal scored, first in goals against. You, you go down the list, uh, and, and it's just impressive statistically what Boston has done. But other than that bad loss to the Bruins, 6-2, to two, the Islanders have been a lot more consistent in recent weeks. And I think that the two players I wanted to discuss today are a big reason for that improvement, that increased 
consistency. And, you know, the first player is Adam Pellick. And clearly, when Pellick was hurt, the Islanders missed him. And they really, you know, he was injured December 6th, came back late in January, and when when you miss 21 games, certainly that is going to take its toll. And even though the Islanders record their record was okay without Pellick, clearly he was missed in a big way, and the defensive depth was tested and often found wanting. And then you know when you miss seven, eight weeks of action and 23 games, it's going to take time to get back into game shape, both physically and mentally. And so when Pellick came back, uh, I was getting a lot of comments on Twitter and a lot of emails, hey, what's wrong with Adam Pellick? He's not the same. And I think part of his struggles during the late January into early February was that he was not psychologically or mentally and physically up to speed yet. And here's what Pellick had to say. Uh, I was kind of like just trying to keep up with the game. I wasn't always in the right spot and making the right reads, but I think the main thing was just feeling like I'm a step behind, a second behind not breaking up plays like I typically am, or I'm a couple of feet from where I need to be defensively. But Pellick added, uh, before the Red Wings game, the last four or five games, I've really gotten back to where I want to be. And I, I, I think that really speaks to one of the reasons for the Islanders' increased defensive consistency in the last 10 to 12 games. Here's what Lane Lambert, head coach, had to say about Pellick. Recently, I've seen him moving the puck a lot quicker, recognizing things a little bit sooner, which helps. I thought there were times he was having a little bit of trouble. It wasn't all the time, but when he did have trouble, there was a little split-second delay, maybe, and that comes with getting up to game speed. So when you think about that and what it means, and and again, hockey is a game played at such a fast pace and such a fast game, even being a half second late to a position can make a big, big difference for the Islanders' uh, defense. And not being in the right position by a half second, sometimes that is the difference between a player getting that step on you and getting a quality scoring opportunity and having that play broken up. It's the difference between blocking a shot and screening your goalie and the puck goes in. There are a lot of little things that make a big difference. And having one of your top two defensemen, in this case, Adam Pellick, back to being sharp both physically and mentally has had a big impact on the Islanders' recent play. And I I think if you go back 
The Islanders' last five games, they gave up one goal against Detroit. One goal against Minnesota, yeah, they lost 2-1 to one in a shootout, but the shootout goal isn't really a goal against. They shut out Winnipeg. They gave up three goals to the LA Kings and then one goal to Winnipeg back at the UBS Arena. So you're talking about six goals allowed, except for the shootout goal, which I'm not going to count. Six goals allowed by the Islanders in their last five games. That is, for lack of a better way to put it, over the last four or five years, that's Islanders hockey. And one of the other things we're seeing, it's not just the goals that are down, and they are, the goals against, but the number of dangerous scoring chances allowed by the Islanders. The number of times that the Islanders are out of position and a player is coming in full speed and is able to create because he has room, time, and space coming into the offensive zone or coming through the neutral zone, those instances are way down. And that is one of the keys to the Islanders' success in recent weeks. And I think the recovery of Adam Pellick has a lot to do with the reason for that effectiveness. When we get back, we'll talk about another player who has had a big impact on the Islanders. Again, not making headlines, but getting the job done consistently and well. And a guy who's finding his niche in the National Hockey League. We'll have that. We'll have a full preview of tonight's very vital game against the Sabres and our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. And, you know, you can also use your knowledge of the New York Islanders on FanDuel. Check out the odds for tonight's game against Buffalo. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast Newsletter. Hey, Islanders fans, are you looking for the best hockey newsletter on the internet? Well, Look no further. The Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast Newsletter is the best newsletter for any hockey fan. Whether it's talking about the history of hockey, hockey video games, or how to improve your game, you'll find all that and more in this newsletter. Also, if you like the newsletter, be sure to check out the main podcast on Spotify. Go to rothsteina.substack.com. That's R-O-T-H. S-T-E-I-N-A dot Hope to see you there. 
So another player for the Islanders that I think has really quietly made an impact is Hudson Fashing. And, you know, Fashing has now played 32 games for the Islanders. That's his career high for uh, one NHL season. He has spent a lot of time in the AHL, uh, split a number of seasons, look, played part of three seasons with the Sabres, but more time with the Rochester Americans, part of two seasons with the Arizona Coyotes, but spent more time back then with the Tucson Roadrunners, started this season at Bridgeport, played 18 games there, seven goals, 11 points, but with the Islanders right now, in 32 games, three goals, eight points, plus four on the plus minus. And you could say, hey, you know, eight points in 32 games is not a particularly dramatic performance. And it's not. But Fashing is a bottom six forward. He is not on the ice to produce a lot of offense. That's not why he's there. But he's got size. The guy is six foot three, about 205 pounds. He has a very good awareness of the game. He's smart. He has, uh, you know, a good idea of where the puck is going, of what position he should be in, and, and he knows how to use his size to battle for possession of the puck. In those 32 games, only four turnovers have been credited to Hudson Fashing. And again, we talked about how the Islanders are getting more consistent defensively, fashing back checks. He four checks. He plays well in all three zones. Here's what Lane Lambert said about Hudson fashing. He uses his body and he can skate. And when I say use his body, he protects the puck. He finds a way to get leverage. And what do you do with that? And what he does with that is he turns it into strength and strength on the puck. So there's no question he's playing well, and he needs to continue to do that. Fashing, in the absence of Cal Clutterbuck, has gelled well with Casey Sezikis and Matt Martin and really is just doing a good job of playing his role. And, you know, everybody is talking about, you know, Scott Mayfield, Zach Parise, Semyon Varlamov. They are all unrestricted free agents. Well, guess what? So is Hudson Fashing at the end of this year. And I would really hope that the Islanders would... Look to sign Fashing. He's 27 years old. He's not a kid. He's in his prime right now. But if you could ink him to a two, maybe three-year deal, somewhere in the range of a million dollars a year, uh, I think his contract, in many ways, would be a lot more valuable uh, and useful to the team on a game-in and game-out basis than... Ross Johnston, and that's not to disparage Ross Johnston, because I, I kind of like what Ross Johnston does, but he, you know, has 
that is his big value, the one thing he does, which is be physical and defend his teammates. If that's two things, they are kind of related. But, you know, Fashing does more things than that for the Islanders. And the Milwaukee native really has, in my mind, taken it to a new level. And it's great to see him being successful in the NHL because, wow, they need that. One other little piece of news I wanted to pass along, and to me this is pretty important news, uh, J.G. Pajot returned to practice with the Islanders and uh, on Monday. And that, to me, is vital. Pajot uh, has missed the last nine games due to an upper body injury. He's still on IR. The Islanders haven't activated him yet. And it's still not clear whether or not he'll be available for tonight's game against Buffalo. But again, pay attention to our Twitter feed and we will certainly update you as to whether or not or when, really, the Islanders are able to uh, activate Pajot and then have him return to the ice for a game. Uh, Lane Lambert, after Monday's practice, said, I thought he looked pretty good. We'll have to evaluate. It was only his first practice with the team. Pajot, 10 goals, 19 assists through 56 games. But the thing about J.G. Pajot, he gives you penalty-killing ability, second power play unit ability, great in the face-off circle. And you know what? If you put Bo Horvat, J.G. Pajot, Casey Sezikis out there on the ice. Those are three plus face-off guys. And that does make a difference uh, as far as getting possession of the puck, preventing uh, scoring chances in your own zone, creating scoring chances in the offensive zone. All of these things, uh, winning face-offs can certainly lead to those things. So... Not saying J.G. Pajot will play tonight. We'll find out a little bit more about that uh, probably sometime today on Tuesday. But Pajot uh, getting closer and the fact that he's not just skating at this point in time, but he's actually now again practicing with the team. That to me is important and a step forward. And again, you know, okay, he didn't miss as much time as Adam Pellick did. So it won't probably take him as long to get back into game shape, but it is going to probably take a little bit of time for J.G. Pajot to get back to the J.G. Pajot we know and love. But obviously with, you know, time running out on this season, realistically, the Islanders have 17 games left, you want J.G. Pajot back and in game shape as soon as possible, and hopefully we will see that very soon. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll preview that very important game against the Sabres tonight, plus we will have our Islanders birthday of the day, and we're going all the way back to the early days of the franchise, so stay tuned. we got a lot more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't want to have to take a whole bunch of different supplements to get my nutritional needs. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all these things. And it's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Tonight, Islanders, Sabres, at the UBS Arena, huge game coming. It's a 7.30 Eastern time start, but remember, ESPN Plus game. And the Sabres right now, uh, they're going to be in a back-to-back because they are hosting the Edmonton Oilers on Monday night. They are a little inconsistent lately. You know, the Sabres were playing exceptionally well five or six games ago, but now they've sort of been in the, uh, you know, win a couple, lose a couple kind of a mode, and that probably bodes well for the Islanders as far as what time they're catching the Sabres at. Again, the Sabres are playing on Monday, so the Islanders will have a little extra rest, and I think the Islanders will have more of those kind of games. That's the advantage of having played more games already. There will be less back-to-backs, less three games in four nights kind of a situation, and some of their opponents will be coming off back-to-backs. Obviously, the most dangerous weapon, Tay Thompson, 42 goals, 82 points in 61 games, 18 goals on the power play. No other Sabres player has more than seven. He also has six game-winning goals and a shorthanded goal. Now, right now, the goalies are Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie. Anderson is facing the Edmonton Oilers on Monday, so... It's likely that Comrie gets the start, although they could play Anderson in back-to-back games. There's a big difference statistically between the two. Anderson, a 2.77 goals against average, a 9.18 save percentage. Comrie, a 3.56 goals against average, and an 8.85 save percentage. So clearly a big gap uh, statistically between the starter and the backup. The line combinations, well, wait, before I get to the line combinations, special teams are vital in this game. And, you know, Buffalo's weakness is defense. They're third in the league in goals scored, but 24th in goals allowed. And special teams are important. The Sabres' power play is fourth in the league. They're hitting on a little over 25% of their power play chances. Islanders 
cannot take those lazy penalties, and they've cut down on those a bit in recent games. They've got to stay out of the penalty box and not give your Jeff Skinners and Tate Thompsons and Alex Tucks uh, and Rasmus Dahlins. Those are the guys who really make hay on the power play. Can't let them have too many chances. And then on the flip side, the penalty kill for the Sabres, 31st in the league. That is next to last. So even though the Islanders' power play right now is 29th, if you're going to take advantage of a, of a situation, the Buffalo Sabres, they don't take a lot of penalties, but when they do, it costs them. The Islanders need to cash in on the power play if they're going to win this game. Line combinations, Tate Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Jack Quinn. They're the top trio. Dylan Cousins centers, Casey Middlestott and Vinny Hinostroza. That's the second line. Peyton Krebs centers John Jason Paterka and Victor Olofsson on the third line. And on the fourth line, you have Zemgis Gergeson centering Jordan Greenway and former Islander Kyle Oposo. Defensively, you have Rasmus Dillon and Kale Clegg on the top pairing. Owen Power and Henri Yakaharu on the second pairing. And Jacob Bryson and Ilya Libushkin on the third pair. Goaltenders, Comrie and Anderson, Alex Tuck out on IR, Riley Stillman day-to-day, as is Matias Samuelson and Tyson Jost. So we have to see if any of those players become available for tonight's game during the back-to-back. Big game for the Islanders. I don't have to tell any of you how tight the standings are, and the Sabres are one of those teams that the Islanders are fighting for a wild card spot. Buffalo, 68 points in 61 games, not including last night's game. Meanwhile, the Islanders, 72 points in 65 games. So this is important, and you pick up two points with a regulation win, you are putting the Buffalo Sabres further and further into your rearview mirror. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 80th birthday of former Islanders forward Billy McMillan, the Charlottetown Prince Edward Island native, uh, undrafted, made his NHL debut with the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1971-72 and scored 22 goals for them uh, that season, excuse me, 70-71, was an original member of the Atlanta Flames in 72-73 and then joined the Islanders in 73-74, spent four seasons with the Isles before hanging up the skates after the 77-78 season when he was still in the Islanders organization, but played in the Central Hockey League that year. All told, 446 uh, games played for Bill McMillan, 74 goals, 151 points, 184 penalty minutes. He was uh, a part of the Islanders' big First big playoff run all the way to the semifinals in 1975, playing in 17 playoff games that year. Played in 13 playoff games the following year for the Isles and had four goals and six points. His best game, that's an easy one, October 28th, 1974 at the Nassau Coliseum. The California Golden Seals visit and the Islanders crushing the Seals by a score of 10-1. to Well, 
for Bill McMillan, a four-point night, a hat trick, an assist, plus four, and uh, scored the three goals on four shots, beating uh, Gary Simmons, the Cobra, in goal in that one. Islanders, again, crushing the Seals 10-1 to in that game. So happy Big 8-0 to Billy McMillan. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every contest from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That does it for today's episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with our key takeaways from the game against Buffalo, plus our weekly farm report on all things Bridgeport Islanders. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.